At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. We welcome you in. It is primetime action on a Monday night from Las Vegas, South Point Sportsbook Studio, as we welcome you in. I'm Ben Wilson with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass, a whopping, Matt, uh, seven games seven. on the MLB cards. For yeah, tonight. just seven. We still, we have a lot to get into tonight. We'll have Paul Spore on to break down the rest of the MLB card coming up in about 15 minutes. Eric Eager, always great to have the doctor on, talking some NFL action with us. That'll be a little bit later at 8.45 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, but Matt, of the seven games, two of them about to get underway here momentarily. Blue Jays and Orioles in about five minutes. You got Yusei Kikuchi for the Blue Jays, Jordan Lyles for the Orioles. The Blue Jays and Kikuchi are minus 135 road favorites. If you want Lyles and the Orioles, at home, as underdogs, you can get plus 115 on them. Nine and a half is your total in that one. The only other game this hour is the Reds and the Mets. That is Justin Dunn making his debut. Chris Bassett for the Mets. Bassett and the Mets, minus 340 home favorites in this one. Plus 280 if you want the Reds on the road as underdogs. A flat nine is the total there. One game in the 8 o'clock hour. Nationals and the Cubs, Anibal Sanchez and Keegan Thompson. Thompson and the Cubs, minus 195 home favorites, plus 165 on Sanchez and the Nationals on the road as underdogs. Eight is the total there. 940 Eastern, we got the Giants and the Padres. Alex Wood for the Giants, Blake Snell for the Padres. Minus 190 here for the Padres at home as favorites, plus 160. For Wood and the Giants on the road as underdogs, seven and a half is the total. Uh, boy, Padres, not a great weekend for the Padres. This feels like sort of an important series. Now. Their big dogs were uh, not not to be found at all for this Padres lineup. It makes you feel like that maybe this is a, a get-right spot right here versus Alex Wood, but Alex Wood has been all right so far this year. So it's a it's an interesting spot here for this Padres team because again, like you you everyone's so excited about the acquisitions and then Bell Soto kind of struggling here out of the gate. Nobody else really in that lineup hitting. Certainly not over the last three games. So there's gonna gonna need to be a big uptick here for this team. And let's remember, I would say for the Giants, this is probably San Francisco's last stand. Is that fair mm-hmm. to say? I mean, six and a half back right now for the from San Diego. San Diego right now in your third wild card spot position. Philadelphia leapfrogs San Diego over the weekend with a four-game sweep at home there of Washington. Washington, who is, by the way, now, Matt, 8-51 against the NL East. Pirates and the Diamondbacks. We've got Tyler Beatty against Zach Gallen. Gallen is a – Gallen and the Diamondbacks 
a minus 245 oh home favorite. Gallon and the Diamondbacks are a minus 245 favorite. Plus 205 on the Pirates on the road as underdogs. A flat eight is the total there. <laughs> I know. Diamondbacks, yeah. a minus 245 favorite. 940 Eastern, we got the Angels and the A's. Jose Suarez for the Angels. Cole Irvin for the A's. Irvin in the A's, a minus 125 home favorite. Plus 105 if you want Suarez and the Angels on the road as underdogs. Seven and a half is your total in that one. Cole Irvin has actually strung together six straight quality starts here for this A's team. So he's been kind of the one bright spot, certainly now that Montas is gone. He's kind of been the one bright spot here for this really, really struggling A's team. Well, it's funny. You look at a line like that. I, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, it's pretty accurate. I mean, yes. that, the, like that is who the Angels are. And there's been a lot of talk, especially in you know the various betting circles here the past couple of weeks of just how Major League Baseball, just the lines have gotten a lot tighter. We're, it seems like we're at the point, especially post-trade deadline, where the power ratings on all these teams from the bookmakers are, are pretty much spot on. Yeah. And so it, with the exception of some specific pitchers who, and like you could, you know, you could argue like, I don't, you know, I don't understand why you say Kikuchi is that big of a favorite on the road in Baltimore tonight. There were definitely some nibbles there on Jordan Lyles and the Orioles. Kikuchi, he of a near five ERA among the league's worst hard hit percentage guys, walks nearly five per nine innings. Like that's a guy where you could make a pretty compelling case for the market being too high on him mm-hmm. in Toronto. But for the most part, these lines are pretty, pretty tight. And it, I don't know about you, but especially on a seven-game card, there's not a whole lot that really jumps out. The only angle potentially, and you'd have to have a, you know, kind of a, a tough stomach there, would be fading the Mets off of that very emotional five-game series where they win four or five, where you're getting Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who's 41-41, and 41, Matt, since they started off 3-22 and 22 yeah. to begin the season. So I mean, maybe you could, you could talk me into a first five in that one coming up. No way. But... The, the way nope. that Vogelbach just inspired Vogelbach. the team with that with that r- score from first uh, on whatever day it was that was, that was yesterday. on whatever day that it was, was. Whatever that would be that would be yesterday whatever day I, it was I caught the highlight last night Ben so I didn't even I don't even know what game it was from but it was fantastic Vogelbach <laughs> it was it, Kelly's guys it was so, like it was so majestic watching him run in slow motion from first like effortless too the- man he wasn't huffing and puffing afterward he mowed around those bases as hard as he could I was yeah. impressed didn't even slide. It's just like, yeah, this is like nothing, man. Act like you've been there before. You acted like he was been there. Has he usurped uh, Brian Mountcastle? Is your favorite? No, I, I mean, can't okay. do that to the show, yeah. you know, and to the fans. Well, I, I was asking specifically. Yeah, though, yeah. Mountcastle won, and okay. then it's uh, it's Alejandro Kirk and Nova Vogelbach that are battling for that number yes. two spot. Two A, two B. Yeah, Alejandro Kirk hitting third tonight for the uh, for the Ooh, Blue Jays. So. There you go. We'll we'll be seeing him here in the first inning. Kelly. In the old fantasy lineup for me tonight. So the, big week, Matt. The uh, the Angels have been absolutely atrocious. We'll talk about that a little bit later in fruit baskets as well. But it does make me wonder. I know that there are some people out there, specifically at this network, that have some pretty big tickets on Shohei Otani. I think yesterday was kind of a a wake up call for this Angel squad that maybe we are going to see him start to 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 see the bench a little bit more often, mm, maybe yeah. a skip in the rotation, things like that. That was a pretty scary moment yesterday with him. Again, an asset that they are going to have to move in the offseason, and you you want to protect that asset. And he got, he got banged up a little bit yesterday, and I'm pretty sure there were some front office people that were fairly fairly worried that uh, that could have been way worse than it was. So I'm just I'm just wondering if – He's he's actually struggled the last little 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 while yeah. as well. Anyway, I think he's two for his last sixteen or something. But um, I think also you have an asset that is going to bring you back an incredible return, an incredible haul, and with being so incredibly far out of every single race that there is, I can't imagine risking that asset to where it could set this franchise back like yeah. you know so so farther than they already are. It was and it's different than yeah. last year where we had the same questions but the context was so different where yeah. we were it was more raw health for Otani and just the concern that he couldn't even get through 162 mm-hmm. game season healthy whereas now it's not much is it's not as much that it's just like what is the Angels incentive yeah. here? Like they weren't going into last off season thinking they would trade him. They yes. were figuring they would they would just they would go through the down year, they would get Trout back they thought they'd they be contenders. Be this year. They yeah. were yes. their win total was 84 yeah, and a half. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they thought they were going to be good this year. They're, yeah. they're going to. They will likely be the greatest. Uh, the, the team to fail to meet their win total mm-hmm. by the greatest amount as far as teams to go over this year. And you would, I would probably say on the on the flip side of that, I mean, the Orioles are going to be the first one that go over there. So mm-hmm. you're going to end up with Baltimore probably exceeding theirs by the highest amount, and the uh, the Angels getting below theirs by the by the most amount there too. And perhaps the premier game of the evening is the last first pitch. 10-10 Eastern. We got the Yankees and the Mariners. Now we just saw this over on the East Coast. Now they head to the West Coast 
for this version, Yankees versus Mariners with Tyon on the hill for New York. We got Gilbert for Seattle. This is a coin flip. 110 on both sides over at DraftKings. Eight is the total. We saw Logan Gilbert over in New York, Ben, we were sitting here. He was cruising for four <laughs> yeah. innings, and then uh, right after that, things the, the Yankees started doing Yankees things against him, and they started scoring some run, runs and bunches. Now he does get to come back home here, and, of course, a little bit more of a friendly pitcher's ballpark as well. So I'm, I can understand why this thing's a coin flip. I'm just not getting – I think I said this the, at the time that night. You know, I'm, I'm just not looking to get in front of this Yankees team really at all and probably not for the rest of the season until we get to the playoffs. And so I'm not going to – I'm not as, – as much as tempting as it is to get a Yankee squad at only minus 110 in any game – it's just it's just tough. Well, it should add too, and this was about minus one twenty on the overnights for for the Yankees. Uh, this just happened, I think, about f- yeah, about five minutes ago. Anthony Rizzo ruled out with a back injury tonight, so you don't have Rizzo in the lineup. And as a result, we have seen this come back down a little bit. So if you if you find a book who does have the ten cent straddle, you you see a lot of minus one hundred fives out there on both sides in the market. So I, that that's certainly part of it. Uh, and the I mean, the Yankees have lost five straight. They have, they have looked really unimpressive essentially over the last month plus. Mm-hmm. And what happened this weekend in St. Louis was, had, to, had to be a pretty alarming, you know, like I, we did our power rankings last week and I left, you know, the Yankees out of my top five, you know, sort of half just in yeah. jest. But I mean, there were some, some valid concerns along sure. with that. And to then come out and get swept by St. Louis when, when Frankie Montas, who by the way, hits the bereavement list today. So he is out for the next uh, few days. He, like he comes out and looks horrific gives up six runs in three innings, gets completely rocked, and, and then the, and the bullpen was pretty pretty awful as well. That's got to be somewhat alarming there. Now you go out to the Pacific Northwest where the Mariners have been a, a really, really solid team uh, all season long. Really a tough out in that matchup, you'd think. Yeah, looking here at this um, at this lineup we were talking about with that A's and Angels game, and, and the reason, honestly, the, the reason why I do at least have a, a, a little bit of a lean towards this Oakland squad, even though they are as – they they are you know one of the weaker teams as well out there. But if you look at this Angels lineup, it is there's no Otani tonight. I might add in the lineup. So it's it's Fletcher Ward Ringifo, a Joe Adele's hitting cleanup for this team. If that tells you anything, Stasi <laughs> Walsh Suzuki Gosselin and Sierra is the, yeah yeah <laughs> there you go yes oh, like yeah. that's that's the lineup there for this Angels squad. So I, I mean I almost I almost kind of look at this as that's a fairly decent price on the A's you know I mean it's it's without with no Otani in there you really only have Ward who's done anything all season long for this team on a consistent basis. and they I mean they just popped up to about uh, yeah as high as a dollar 30 now in the market mm-hmm. so pe- people are are taking notice of that uh, Paul Sport, sure. plenty to say about that game Paul oh I I have to imagine Paul Sport from Fangraphs going to join us in just a little bit we'll also have our NFL training camp uh, headlines from today as always we give out fruit baskets on uh, Monday I guess our, our our the number one story that made our rundown at least for tonight Kelly, the uh, the Kevin Durant news from today. I don't know if you have 15 seconds you want to stay on. on Bye, Steve Nash. <laughs> so it's out. That's my 15 seconds, Ben. Either the I head mean, coach or the GM's got to go, is what Durant said. If he wants to stay, otherwise he wants to be traded. Still, it was it was a story perfectly made for one Kelly Bidlin to start the show here. I mean, in, yeah. in the world of the ridiculous uh, offseason NBA news. Have fun if you're a Nets fan right now. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, uh, at least at least at the start. There's some other PGA news we'll get into in a little bit as well before we recap uh, what happened this weekend in the PGA Tour. Still a lot for us to get into as we're just getting started Monday night here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the exactly. Olympics. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that like that see that Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly. Still no uh, Born in a Ballpark people, I assume, on Twitter, Matt. No, no one's no one's been born in a ballpark. Also, Kelly, it is. It was either keep both. me yeah. or get rid of the other guy, or, keep, or get rid of both guys. Kevin Durant, we're talking about. Yes. Bro. So it is. It is keep me or get rid of the GM and the coach. <laughs> That's amazing. Ah, listen, this, this situation is just going to get more interesting now. Yeah. Oh, look, August eighth, NBA. It kind of it kind of whittled down a little bit. We weren't actually talking about it. So yeah, this was just him doing his part. He just had to keep the NBA in the in the news. So what if uh, Sean Marks like trades him before he gets fired? <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be now that would be something. Uh, the, what look, the the one thing you always have to fear the in NBA any NBA circle is just the GM who knows he's about to get canned who just becomes totally reckless. I mean we we know yeah, that. but I guess why that's why Durant went to the owner with these comments. But still, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean yeah. In theory, he could, right? It's probably fair. Uh, we are underway by, uh, in our, our two MLB uh, games of the night that have started so far. Five still to come. Reds, Mets, and Blue Jays, Orioles. Nothing, nothing there in the first inning. We'll get Paul Spore's thoughts on the rest of the card as we welcome him in from Fangraphs. You follow him at Spore. Looking great as always. Always got the green on tonight. Got the A's hat. Looking good. Looking good there, Paul. I know you have thoughts Thank on that you. A's, uh, A's Angels game, which we'll get to in a second as part of your plays. But first, uh, this, this Giants-Padres series as we were just talking about to open the show, kind of feels like a last stand for San Francisco, six and a half back in the wild card. And then you look at the Padres. What do you make of them after they go into L.A. with all their shiny new toys and just get blown off the map there over the weekend? It, it's always great when that happens because the overreactions flood in. We're seeing a bit of it in Milwaukee, too. They lost a few games late. Wow, Josh Hader would have looked pretty good there. This is why we don't judge trades off a week. Um, I understand the inclination to to do that and, and maybe even kind of point and laugh at them if you are against the Padres or against the Brewers in some capacity. But I'm not worried about either club off a, off a rough showing from the trades, right? Um, it's not like basketball trades where you're bringing in one of five or two of five guys to totally turn the team and it plays differently right there. Baseball is just not that kind of sport. It takes some time. So I'm not worried. I think the Padres will be fine. I do believe the Giants are up against it, though, and they need to figure something out, go on a run. That defense is so dreadful, though. I just don't have any hope for them really this year. Paul, let's look at one of the games that you are on here at the 8 o'clock hour, 8.05 Eastern Nationals and the Cubs. Anibal Sanchez for the Nationals and then Keegan Thompson for the Cubs. They are now minus 200 favorites in this one, plus 170 for the Nationals. But you are looking at a prop in this one on Thompson. Yeah, I'm actually against Thompson's strikeouts here, and and that's that's where the uh, that, yeah, that's where the juice is. You know, you got you got to pay that under four and a half. But I think that number. Uh, 
should probably be on the three and a half range. Washington, for all their troubles, and they have many of them, they don't strike out a lot. And Keegan Thompson's strikeouts are inconsistent, and I know he's facing a bad lineup here. But again, like the one thing that this team can actually do with a little bit of consistency outside of maybe like a Luke Voigt is make contact. So I don't like uh, strikeout props against them. And I think that I'm going to feel that way a lot the rest of the year. So I would continue to look at some strikeout unders against the Nats because those numbers might be high thinking, oh, it's the Nats. They're terrible. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, even this new revamped team still is not a lot of strikeout guys. They don't hit the ball hard, but they do put the bat to the ball. Interesting way to think about it. And it's something like Matt and I were just talking about. It, it just feels like, and maybe this is because there's only a seven-game card, but as we've gone into the season and now we're post-trade deadline, it just doesn't feel like on a night-to-night -night basis like there is a tremendous jump-off-the-page amount of value when you look at how tight a lot of these games are lined. Yep. Have you found that you're starting to gravitate more towards, I know you, we talk props all the time with you, but has that been more of an emphasis for you as we've gone through the year and we found so many of these games so tightly lined. Absolutely. And the way they expand props uh, makes it easier to do that and really hone in on some things that you might have a different angle on that you don't want to play the first five innings or play the whole game and start trusting bullpens. So I agree. I do feel like the team sides have gotten a lot tighter even on the first five inning. I know that used to be a, a big spot for people years ago where that was uh, you know, uh, up against the market. It felt like we had a little bit of an edge. Those things have tightened up. I think props market is where you can really be uh, making some big money consistently too, though. You have to be playing it consistently. You can't just drop in on a Tuesday night, try to get a few props, pick off, not play again for another three weeks. You got to stay consistent with baseball betting. That's really the only way to beat it, in my opinion. All right, Paul, let's talk about your other play here tonight. And I actually have a lean the other direction. So let's see what right? uh, let's see what you got to say in this one. Uh, Angels and the A's. You took the Angels at a plus 105. They're up to plus 110 now. No Shohei Otani in the lineup tonight. No Mike Trout in the lineup tonight. They only have one hitter that's good at all. So tell me, what makes you want to back the, the Angels? How many Oakland hitters are good? Well, I I'm mean, sorry, you know, what? here's, here, here's the terrible, too. I mean, they are. They are. They at least have a pitcher, though, right? I think Jose Suarez is everybody as good as Cole Irvin. All right. That's that's what got me there was that I look both lineups are dreadful, right? Yeah, because the Angels lineup, no Trout, no Tani, blah, just pure garbage. Taylor Ward's in there. Uh, he's been pretty icy since his injury. So I understand the lineup comparison there, but I think they're kind of a one-to-one. -one. Jared Walsh is Seth Brown. Uh, you know, Ramon Laureano is Taylor Ward. Everything else kind of washes out. I think the pitching matchup's closer. That's why I jumped here. Um, I figure Cole Irvin is why they have such an edge, but I just can't trust an Oakland team as a as a, a big favorite like that, or relatively big right. for Oakland. So I went with the Angels I mean, and the under. Couple, or the over, rather. You, you, yes, you've got, you have the over a seven and a half in that one tonight. A couple spots now, at least in our, our Nevada jurisdiction, up to minus 140 on the on the A's. So maybe a That's little out I'm of hand like, when you no get way. to that uh, point. Uh, by the way, Matt, we were just talking. I was I was sort of tempted tonight, Paul. Maybe fading the Mets, kind of a letdown off that win four or five series against the Braves, and I look up, up Starling Marte, mm -hmm. two-run homer. First Do nothing already. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Dunn. I actually looked at that, too, even though it was going to be after air. I, I yeah. was digging in on that, and then I checked the time and pushed it off my side there but I was like I could feel the same sort of thing and then I saw Justin Dunn and he just he doesn't really get me going there and the Mets are at home if they'd gone to Cincinnati I could see the whole like traveling off the hype and letting down now nah, they might route uh, Justin Dunn in a big way put it this way Gl I'm glad glad I, I laid off on that uh, for now and look, we saw Jacob deGrom last night 13 strikeouts we've seen how the Mets have they've matched up really well in the past couple weeks with the Braves the Yankees um, mm -hmm. amidst all this talk and again I know you talked about you, you don't want to overreact to trade deadline stuff maybe we did that a little bit uh, with the Padres just you know in the immediate aftermath of that and their their series sweep there in LA but I mean how do you how do you power rate the top of the NL now where you look at uh, what the Mets just did and how they've really opened up this NL East lead to a point where it's going to be really tough for Atlanta to catch them and Braves are probably more looking at a wild card spot now yeah, I mean, I, I certainly think, you know, six, six and a half, it really is still a great week paired with a bad week, and then boom, it flips on its head, right? But it is a good lead for the Mets to have. They hopefully are going to try to add to it. That's their goal. Um, I do think the Braves start to, you know, ju they just play how they play, right? You don't have to worry so much about, are we playing for the bond card? Are we playing for the division? Because there are two months left, and you can chisel away. You chisel three, four games off of it here in, uh, in August. You're setting up for an e uh, not an easy September run, but a very manageable September run. So Matt's got to be feeling good right now, but they can't be coasting. Right. They need everybody to stay healthy. They need everything to still go the right way as well as things have gone. And as far as they got without DeGrom all year until very recently and without Scherzer for a spell, 
it is still, again, a great week from Atlanta and a poor week from the Braves, and they're right next to each other again. So I, I think that they're the second-best team. I still favor the Dodgers slightly. I like I like that offense a bit more. It's a little bit uh, – I don't want to say smoke and mirrors because I don't believe that. But I do have a little bit of uncertainty about the second half of the Mets lineup and how strong that's going to be at any given moment in October. So I still lean Dodgers as the number one there. But I still have the Mets over the Padres as far as power rating, ranking the uh, National League. Paul, we've had you and every other baseball expert we have on the show, and we talk about the AL Central, and everyone's keep saying, you know, I think at the end of the day it's going to end up being the White Sox. And it's going to be the White Sox. I think oh. at the end of the day it's going to end up being the White Sox. And here we look up, and it's still not the White Sox. So what nah. are we? What, what, what's going on here? When are we finally going to move off the White Sox here and be like, you know what, maybe they are just what they are, and it's, it's actually going to be the Twins or the Guardians. But it's closer, right? It is getting closer. Listen, I was on this show and on Gil's morning show, mm-hmm. Uh, bringing up the Twins early in the year. I'm not taking any victory lap on that. Nothing sealed, but that was a team that I had my eye on. And even the Guardians gave some love, too, for their pitching, saying if they get any ounce of hitting around Ramirez, they could be dangerous. And those two things have played out. What I did not necessarily see was another year of utter disappointment from the White Sox, where they continue to underplay their talent. I think TLR is a poison that kind of permeates the whole team. They succeed in spite of him. And they're only two games over, so they're not succeeding that much. But I understand why it's hard for people to quit this team. You look up and down the team, there's still a ton of talent. Uh, Cease is a legit ace, but Kopech, Giolito, Lynn, they can't all get pulling in the right direction. So I favor the Twins here, but I totally get why people have a hard time quitting the White Sox. Mm -hmm. I think they can stay in it the rest of the year. I've gotten to the point, Paul, where it's like, you know what? Because I was in that position of, at a certain point, I'm going to have to bet the White Sox. And I finally got to the point where I was like, you know what? If I, if I, I'd rather not bet it and then just be like, okay, whatever. It wasn't even worth the, the actual sweat than having to suffer through it every single day, having a position that's on the, the White Sox. Part. That's my, yeah. that's my thought right now. Anyway, Paul, we always appreciate when you come on great insights for you. And again, the plays for tonight going uh, angels there plus one Oh five over seven and a half. And then the under four and a half strikeouts for Keegan Thompson in nationals Cubs. Paul, thanks as always, pal. Take care. Thanks guys. Take care. Bye. Ramon Urias, man. Yes. Three run bomb Boom. in the first inning. 3 nothing Orioles, bottom of the so first. You one, say Kikuchi, continuing to be not good. So my one lean, very bad. My <laughs> other lean, nah, looks okay right now. Of course, I didn't bet either, so it's a wash. Up next, the college football coaches poll. First one is out. We'll break it down right after this. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide is coming in just a couple weeks. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up early, and for a discount at $175, you'll receive the College and Pro Football Betting Guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back on primetime action with Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin behind the glass. I'm Ben Wilson. 3 nothing uh, Orioles already on top there of the Blue Jays. And uh, we also have a 2 nothing lead there for the Mets at home against the Reds. There are only two games in action there right now. We'll keep you posted on those lines. The five games still to come, the first of which starts at 8.05 Eastern there. In, uh, in Nationals and Cubs. We'll get into the first, Matt, uh, college football poll out now, as well as some of our uh, training camp headlines here from the NFL today in this block. I, the, the best part of the poll, though, is that for once again, I don't know how many years it's been. Oh, of course. That's right. Peace in college football for you. Yeah. Had to do it. Obligatory. Let's go. The Texas Longhorns get a solitary first place vote yeah. once again it's like it, the season can't really begin mad until somebody in the media i don't know if this is just a running joke if somebody actually believes this if somebody just wants to curse texas but they did get one one first place vote it's, yeah, i mean it's absurd it's, it's, it's so just, stupid it's, it's so dumb they are not even in the top of the top 14 the texas longhorns are uh you go down 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 18th on the, on the board this year alabama number one ohio state two no shocker there. Uh, Georgia actually got more first place votes for what that is worth than Ohio State. Six to Ohio State's five. Alabama got 54 with the lone uh, one there for Texas. And then you go Clemson, Notre Dame, uh, and Michigan. Not really much you take away from this. I would imagine, Matt, from a, like just from an overall uh, 
handicapping perspective heading into the start of the season, week zero from the futures market as well. It's more just to kind of gauge like what, you know, what do the coaches perceive these teams also to be? Uh, Utah is, I guess, the one team like in our VEASAN betting guide. Everybody seems like is in love with the, the uh, Utes this year. A lot of picks for them to make the uh, to win the Pac-12, to make the college football playoff. Uh, so I'm that's the one. I was just kind of curious to see where they would end up today, just to kind of see like, all right, is the hype getting out of hand? And Utah, I, that's probably pretty accurate where they're at right there it's, uh, at eighth, eighth overall in our our top twenty five. Yeah, if you, if you look right now at where this coaches poll lined up, it goes Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, Notre Dame. If you look at the betting odds. It goes Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, and then it goes to A and M, USC, as the next in the betting odds line here as to where we we see Notre Dame up there at number five. So that's just kind of the the more interesting kind of aspect to me is when I look at these things and see how they differ from yeah. the betting markets out there. Michigan coming in at number six is down to forty to one. So again, you have a couple of teams above them as well in A and M and USC. Utah 60 to 1 even though they are ahead of Oklahoma who is 40 to 1. So there are some discrepancies here and again this is a coach's poll and so this is the you know this is probably some athlete these are a bunch of athletic directors basically cuz the coaches yeah, don't actually do it much. themselves you know. So it's a bunch of bunch of ADs basically doing this or an assistant AD or whatever it is who's in charge of of doing this type of stuff. So it it st- it goes it runs exactly like the betting odds through the first four teams um in the in the poll there, but the discrepancy starts there at, at five, which is fairly interesting. And then you got what? You got Baylor in there, yeah, hundred to one, one. <laughs> over at DraftKings in at number ten. It's like hey, it tells you a lot about this college football season, right? Yes. I mean, the books believe there are a very few amount of teams that are going to win this thing, and it is reflected I, I mean, very obviously in the odds ba- and, and the polls. Baylor's probably been one of the more polarizing preseason teams to talk about because we, I mean, some people have come on and said. They think the Baylor Bears are the best team in the Big 12. And yet you look at the odds. They have, you know, the the part of this is too where the odds makers line up on this and also where the bets are coming in. And not not have not, have not been whole, whole, uh, too many bites of the apple on Baylor. I mean, you think about what they did last year and they make it to the Big 12 championship game. Your fourth betting favorite right now at six to one. But that is that is interesting that at least on the odds board, they are second and they line up uh, look 10th, Oklahoma ninth here to uh, to start your big 12 season, at least in the coaches poll. Yeah. And the other thing that's a little bit more interesting, I guess, too, is is you what you see reflected in these in these betting odds is you look at these teams and basically so, so for a team, for example, that's not even anywhere like sniffing the the top 10, but has better futures odds mm-hmm. than a Baylor, like an LSU sitting at 90 to one. LSU's right. not not sniffing the top ten yeah. whatsoever, and Baylor's sitting at 101 because, from a betting perspective, you're looking at this going: if LSU's good enough to make it through the SEC, which you know that path through there, right. then obviously we have drastically underestimated what this team might actually be, and with that, then you know the odds need to need to match up accordingly, right? And so you just kind of you start to break this down, and you see why the odds vary from from conference to conference, even. When it comes down to to these teams, because again, like Baylor sitting at the ten spot at a hundred to one, because that conference is viewed as not that all that hard. Yeah. So, like Baylor, if they were to make it out of that conference, we wouldn't necessarily be like, oh, well, we really underrated what Baylor is. It's more like, eh, that conference is is a joke, you know. LSU didn't even get a single yeah. vote. I mean, yeah. so the even just the others receiving votes that goes out to like your top fifty teams. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that, yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's is not a, this is a coach's driven thing as we talked about, AKA athletic directors, but yeah. And that's where the, like you always see kind of the, not to say it's like the token, uh, you know, the group of five team in that 20 to 25 range where this year it is Cincinnati, who certainly has an actual reason to be there because they were just in the college football playoff, even though they lose a quarterback in Desmond Ritter, but you usually see that right where teams that, you know, really have no chance of actually winning or doing anything. Like you would put, I would put in that category of, of those teams at the bottom, like a Wake Forest, right. a Houston. Like those teams ain't winning, as opposed to what you're talking about, where there are some teams that are not even that are not even going to make your top 25. That look, if they get if they get off to a uh, you know good start, who knows? Also, uh, LSU is uh, they did they are 30th on this. They they have them shown as Louisiana State, which uh, you know, <laughs> our, us Southerners were like, you know what? It's LSU. Oh uh, yes, 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 <laughs> us, us Southerners. We we yeah we yes. come on come on guys. You might be from Southern Wisconsin. Uh, <laughs> I am from southeastern yes, Wisconsin. Yes, there you go. There so you go. go. Yes, yes. So he's baby. from the south. That's what he says when he goes back home. <laughs> yeah. Like, where are you from? You know, I'm from the from south east Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we have we have six different 
writers in the betting guide that gave their final four mm-hmm. um, of what what the final four was going to be for them. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Utah, another Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Utah, then an Ohio State, Utah, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Utah, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Utah. So, I mean, again, if that tells you anything, right, like it is a it is a group of five diff- five teams for four spots that everybody said, yeah. you know, right there. And so it's just – it's it's very – we're not going to say that this season is already done and that this season's already over. I wouldn't go that far. I think what we can but. say, though – right. I think what we can say, though, is there's a very, very, very high likelihood of at least one of three teams taking this down because there is just not – there's there's just nobody straying off the reservation here to say mm-hmm. to say like oh no it's gonna you know you guys it's definitely gonna be Miami or you know, like what are you doing it's it's you know Notre Dame's gonna make that that run or whatever it's that's just not the case I mean we have, again we have six different guys who live and breathe college college football in this betting guide and it's six different Final Fours and it's all made up of five teams yeah the you know I, I think the interesting I mean, one with that Matt and we we've brought this up before when we were looking over the Pac-12 but I, I mean it is it is the Utah outlier right I mean USC sure well, I have a little West Coast bias going on at the network as well I, yeah, right? may, yeah maybe maybe it, a little yeah, bit of that concerns me just that, a touch that you know? everybody but the, I mean seeing them at sixty to one and five of our six guys got yeah. them in the Final Four it makes it might make some people want to go out mm-hmm. there and make a bet. I mean, yes. Well, look, all, all I know is I look at the like the week one matchups, say, and it's you have number two versus number five. Now, granted, it's in Ohio State, but yeah. you would think, okay, two top five teams, that's a great game. Ohio State's a 14 and a half yes. point favorite, and they're probably going to close like 17 yeah. when, the, when the time comes. It's all comes. said and done. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, if you had to pick, would I rather lay that 14 and a half or, mm-hmm. or grab the points at Notre Dame? I mean, you're absolutely laying that uh, every, every single day on Ohio State. And doesn't that, does that not tell you everything you need to know if you're looking at a team that's pretty respected by a lot of people, Notre Dame, again, 45 to one, but still fifth in this, in this co- in this poll that comes out, like you're going to have a blockbuster two versus five matchup. And most people would not give Notre Dame a chance of winning that game outright. Yeah. Not, no. not a chance. No, not, not at all. I mean, and there are some people who are like a little bit high on Oregon. You hear Oregon kind of mentioned every now and mm-hmm. then as maybe a team, a little sleeper, a little bit, whatever. Georgia's a 17 point favorite over Oregon. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like Georgia's a 17 point favorite over Oregon. So that just should give everybody, I mean, the the real matchup here is what these betting lines are set at. Because exactly. that's it's what It's not you know, the like, futures, yes, it's it's yes, the game by it's, game. It's lines. what these betting for, lines are set at, and it is sure. like these teams are are that much better in a single game, you know, in a single game scenario. Totally no, totally with you. Again, VEASAN College Football Betting Guide. Available now. VEASAN.com. Okay. And it is up to 15 and a half, by the way. At, uh, it, at is 15, yeah, it is so 15 up, and a so half. So it's up to 15 and a half now, Ohio State. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I think, I think that's getting to 17. Yeah, before it's all right. said and done. Yeah. Right. At what point? Because no one's betting. Yeah, I mean, the no, general yeah. public's not even betting this yet. Exactly. Yeah. So I would think 17 is probably the first point where you're like, yeah, maybe there's a little mm-hmm. bit of buyback. Where it's, it's worth doing that. Uh, anyway, all I know. The fact that we got Texas one more one more year with one first place vote keep the tradition alive. You got got to love that. Uh, we will have our fruit baskets coming up in a little bit. We'll also recap what we saw in the uh, the golf tournament over the weekend. There was a lot that uh, that went down. Might feature in one or two of our fruit baskets here as we continue on in the show. Eric Eager to join us to talk some NFL a little bit later on in the program as well. That and a whole lot more still to come right here on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now wherever you listen. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics exactly. he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of that, like that, see that ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back on a primetime action, hour number one of the show tonight on a Monday from Las Vegas. Ben Wilson with Matt Brown. Kelly Bidlin, uh, we were just talking college football uh, coaches poll rankings. I don't know where we, we might have to rank our uh, when we do the fruit baskets, man. Like who, like who had the coolest fruit basket? Who, who whose graphic is coolest as well? I don't know, something like that. Sure, I mean, no, nobody wants to do you that. know whatever. Isn't Ben with the apples? Ben with Ben with the apples is always kind of comical. Is it? Yeah, Actually, I mean, I, I Adam agree. Burke has the best one because he looks so miserable in whatever headshot that we pulled from him that you've never there's no, never been a person in the history of delivering fruit baskets that that's looked that miserable. See, like that was my natural idea. Meanwhile, just thinking about you know, polls and rankings, and then Matt and Kelly immediately start talking about LSU. Florida yeah, we got State. we got a huge matchup week one. Okay, LSU versus FSU, the the greatest example of what can go wrong when we book a game six six years out or whatever it was. Probably this is it. Yes, this is it. Yeah, but it's it's a three point line, right? LSU three point line. So LSU we should at least have yeah. a competitive game. It should be. Yeah, come on, Kelly. Matt, Matt and I are working up an embarrassment bet for the person that loses. Oh, and and you know what? Detail if you have any, you know what? If you have any uh, suggestions, oh, tweet in. Yeah, let us know. We have tossed out during the break. That is a solo home run. Cabin Biggio by goes Biggio three one to the Orioles there, top of the third. But yeah, tweet us in your ideas. Uh, we tossed out wearing shirts of the opposing school, the other school for a show or two, pie in the face. That, that's all we covered in our 20-second conversation yeah. of it. During yeah, the okay. we, 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 pie we in were the coming face back on. Yeah. yeah, has to be way up. The other Pie in the face is good. I, I, would, I would be down for that. The pie, I, I would the pie really like to shove a pie in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if we push, we both pie each other. Yeah, if it hits dead on the number, like it's it's, it's a dual I think there pieing. Should, there it's one of those things that if it doesn't feel that bad if I have to get pied, but yeah. it would also feel very very good to pie someone. I've never done that before. I think there should be a dunk tank option. I mean, yeah. where are we gonna get a dunk tank? It's I, just like this, we have a see, beer dispenser here's here. here. Here's 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 the thing. Ben Ben grew up on his palatial estate <laughs> in southeast Wisconsin, dunk where he can say things like man. that. He could say he'd be like. Daddy, I would like a dunk tank for the weekend, and he'd be like, "Get on the dunk tank or whatever." And then like, you why know, does my dad the, have a British and the servant, and then the servant like runs and like starts making calls and stuff, and like it's the dunk tank We're delivered the South, for the okay? weekend. We don't talk like that or whatever. So like, that's the I remember, Daddy. Ben's I would like a dunk tank for the weekend, and he'd be like, "Get Ben a dunk tank for the weekend." And like <laughs> Ben's that. birthday parties were like Billy Madison's. It was, it was for sure. It just got bigger every year. Yeah, yeah. He had like nineteen clowns and like doing all kinds of stuff, well, walking on stilts. And juggling and all the different things and whatever. And Ben would be like, this isn't big enough. I wanted more clowns. This isn't, this isn't big enough. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, that's probably how you were. All right, roll Isaiah. Fruit baskets. Fruit baskets. I don't, I have, there's nothing I can Some say. Some bets are more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew 
win this weekend. Thank you, Danielle, for help, for getting me out of my own personal nightmares. Nothing I can say to that, Matt. <laughs> I just know that you are starting things off. We've got a couple baseball fruit baskets. Uh, I know you have two. I've got one, and we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest one, Jesse Wink. Yeah, it was uh, – I don't know if you guys were following, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun week of baseball betting for me last week where I, wa- I lost not one, not two, not three, but four in a row. I, hey, I did too. I also lost yeah. four in a row. Hey, so you that. made compelling arguments enough to even bring me down with four, two of those. Four, with you. four, four in a row. And uh, did that stop me from betting yesterday? No, sir. Hell no, it didn't. I went in and I bet anyway because I thought this Angels team, which again, I was, uh, me and Paul talked about this a little bit. I think this Angels team is a joke. And I think this team is absolutely horrible. And so even though it was pressing the line of a, of a number that I don't typically like to get to. I don't like betting favorites of like, you know, 150 or more or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like 149 on the on the, uh, on the the Mariners. I bet it anyway. Game was not, um, game was never really in question. Thanks to one Jesse Winker. Grand salami in the bottom of the third inning. And that's all they, that's all they even needed. They could have gotten by just on that alone. They end up winning six to three. Over this Angel squad, who is now forty-six and sixty-three Duh. on the season, yes, forty-six and sixty-three, a team that started the year with Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, and Anthony Rendon. I might add, the forgotten man in town there for them. Another guy. I mean, Rendon, right? I mean, like this is a huge, big money dude. They spend a lot of money on. You get a net zero out of him. Yeah, yep, he's done. And and yeah. he's and he's absolutely done. So so. Uh, thank you to Winker for not even having to make me sweat that whatsoever. He just went ahead and hit the Way grand slam, and then I'm like, okay, cool. This is fun. And the Mariners only salvaged a four-game split, so I mean, yes. get, that goes down as a loss, really, if you're the Mar- if you're the Mariners this weekend. Then another. Um, this is just a tip of the cap. Thank you very much. Another about minus 150 favorite yesterday, and then I also parlayed the two together, so it was actually kind of three wins in in one in a single day. But uh, Jacob Degrom, when he takes the hill. I'm going to back him more times than not, and especially whenever we're looking at like a little bit south of, of, of minus 150, which is what the Mets were. Spencer Strider, who, listen, we have been very, very high on, right? I mean, he has been very, very good for that yeah. for that Braves squad. That said, DeGrom is the man, and all he did was go out there five and two-thirds, gives up one hit, one walk, strikes out 12 Braves in the game, and again, the Mets with the four-run bottom of the third inning, and that's all they needed to win that one, 5-2 to two as well. DeGrom threw a slider at 96 miles an hour. Oh, my 96.3 miles an hour. It was the most insane thing. Uh, it's just well, the did dude. you see the first 16 sliders he th- the first 16 th- sliders he threw 16 swings 16 misses yes he had 102 I, I, 102 mile an hour fastball I, strikeout as well like, how do you do that I think he's back he back yeah I think I'm gonna go back. on a limb and say yes he, he so is back. I will be I will be try- listen the problem is we're not gonna get a price because the Braves are really good we're not gonna get a, get a price even close to 150 really anymore yeah. on on him so. It might have to be like that, that Mets, that either the strikeout Props, prop or a yeah. Mets parlay with another, you know, pitcher that night that I really like. But uh, anyway, was able to get a, a good number and, and take advantage go. of that. So we're off the schneid. We're off the schneid. Way to go. We're off the schneid. Way to go. Yes. Happy for you, man. As for me, well, in a sense, this was kind of bitter because I had the 50 to 1, uh, Drew Young, Tom Kim, first round leader bet. We talked about that on Wednesday. Guy comes out, goes quadruple bogey, first hole, snowman. After that, Matt Brown. The guy only goes 24 <laughs> under over his next 71 holes of competition. So, you know, I had him top 20, had him in – there were some, some in-tournament matchups there. Didn't ha- – didn't, it's funny, like, didn't actually have an in-play outright future on him. Mm-hmm. I felt like I, I kind of circled the board in every which way on Tom Kim in different varieties of bets. Didn't actually have an outright ticket on him, but was still very happy that he was able to, uh, to, to cash me uh, – cash me at least a couple tickets there throughout the weekend. And what a performance that was. I mean, the guy was 20 – has just been red hot this entire, really this last six week stretch here. Uh, and Tom Kim, very well done. As he yeah. had pulled, I mean, we talked about it. This was a course that was going to be conducive to guys getting hot with the putter. And Tom Kim, he was as hot as we have really seen this entire season on tour with and, the putter. And we'll, you know, we'll we'll do a full breakdown here and a, and a recap and everything. And maybe even doing a quick little look forward here as the playoffs start. But Kelly, this is one of the classic. 
I ignored the model because I didn't like the number and the model came and it laughed at me and it mocked me and it had the guy win the tournament outright because yeah. this guy was no lower than sixth in any version of the model that I ran. I look and I see the 30 to one sitting next to his name and I go, I can't bet this infant at 30 to one. <laughs> yeah. Look, I cannot do this. And then of course he goes out and wins the tournament outright. We talked a bit about him on Wednesday. We talked a bit about him on Friday. I think it's, I, I think that there's, Nothing to beat yourself up about because it's a guy that we don't really have a ton of data on yet, and we rely on data for bo- making most of our bets. Uh, also, what I, you know, we talked about this on Friday of in-tournament betting with him, and, and Pearls astutely pointed out, like, hey, we're seeing record these record-setting putting performances by by him. Is this not something we should fade or look at to fade over the weekend? And again, just because we don't, we, because we don't really have a huge track record on the guy, it's look, he's 20 years old, coming out playing amazing. He's playing every dang week like Sunjay used to do, and it's like I don't want to get in front of that freight train. You know what I mean? Like you don't just because numbers say one thing doesn't mean you have. To to bet on a guy or against a guy and I think this is the perfect situation of I'm going to stay far away from you and see what you do over the next like nine months yeah. kept waiting for the regression and it never happened 27 his front nine there uh, on Sunday I also have a fruit basket on Jacob deGrom everything matches said I, I will just repeat <laughs> just we all know Jacob deGrom fruit basket uh Kelly I know you've got a couple guys you want to give out to some fruit to on the golf side yeah just uh golf winners for me this weekend it is Russell Henley and Scott Stallings getting through at least in uh some finishing position bets did get a top 10 home on Henley, and then uh, I was heavy on him in some matchups and stuff, so at least made it about a break-even week, I think. I haven't even done the math on that yet. <laughs> I haven't even done the math on that yet, but it's about break-even week. Uh, you know, I think a good reminder for me, Matt, is we always try to develop our golf betting uh uh, what we do golf betting and how we change things and adapt to it. It was, I mean, I was even in here on Friday and it's like, I, you know what? I ended up betting even too much on a tournament I didn't like in the first place. Russell Henley was the only guy I was fairly confident on. There's no problem in just making bets on yeah. one guy and that's all I should have done. Uh, it, you know, Stallings got home, but it's it's not like I was super confident in that one either. So I think it was a good reminder for me of, uh, hey, this could have been, this could have actually been a good weekend instead of an okay weekend if I just bet Russell Henley bets. I mean, we're always trying to learn, right? Isn't that the whole? Yes. Whole point? Yes. You, I mean, you still look at your, you go back every, especially these smaller tournaments, looking at what your model showed the previous yeah. year and if you need to oh, tinker yeah. Yeah. with it at all. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's, you know, example number one of what you probably should be doing. Yes. I made a note to myself don't ignore me. <laughs> for, next, for next year, like is what I did. The model made that note yes, to you, actually. Yeah. So the model now is giving you notes, Matt. <laughs> hey, Matt, when I spit out numbers, you bet the guy. Yes, Doesn't matter please. the number. I know. You bet. Tom Kim, what a, what a weekend that was in uh, Greensboro. We'll talk. We'll update the one and done, show the draft a little bit later. On the other side, though, we update all the scores as we roll into hour number two on Primetime Action. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.